Of course, one of the big topics from last night's debate was affordability. And for more on that, here's financial expert Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, who joins us on this Tuesday. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, uh, Stats can set to release new inflation numbers tomorrow, Rabina. Uh, what is the feeling? Uh, do we believe, is there a feeling that maybe, just maybe, prices have uh, peaked and we're uh, heading uh, towards a downward trend, or are we expecting more bad news tomorrow? No, I mean, I don't know whether I'd characterize it as bad news, but are, we are expecting higher inflation numbers. I mean, if we even look to the states as an example, they're taking even higher than us, close to 9%. Uh, we are at 30-year highs, but uh, the gas price of gas, for example, ha- is higher this month as it was compared to last month. Even anybody who drives would know that, you know, most places is now over $2 a litre, and that's much higher than it was even a few months ago. And so we can expect that inflation numbers are going to reflect that. Uh, eventually over time, of course, inflation needs to get into check. Uh, this could be helped with higher interest rates and you know, supply chain issues coming to some sort of, uh, you know, becoming more efficient. But currently, no matter where you look, things are getting more expensive. So we can expect those numbers to be reflected in tomorrow's uh, StatsCan numbers too. All right. Those gas prices you mentioned, for the first time in Canadian history, the average price of gas is over $2 a litre right across the country. Uh, do you think that that's going to become more and more of a focus uh, during the uh, election? And it's interesting to see that the PCs, they want a temporary uh, gas tax cut. The Liberals, of course, have got Bucker Ride, Transit Fare. Uh, the NDP, they're proposing grants for uh, energy efficient uh, upgrades. Does one of those really kind of stand out, do you think, to uh, voters? Or uh, maybe they might all work uh, together in concert. I don't know. Yeah, gas is so political, right? When we talk about it, uh, it all often, you know, comes down to uh, people's privilege and right to drive a vehicle and why is it costing me so much? Um, you know, the, the vehicle that you choose to drive often uh, dedicate, uh, uh, indicates how much you're going to be paying for gas. So if you buy a car that guzzles a lot of gas, it's really hard to justify, you know, well, why is the government making it? Well, the government does not make gas prices higher or why why are they charging me so much tax on this? Can't they give me a break? So sometimes it's about personal choice. You know, are you choosing to drive a vehicle that, that you put a lot of gas into that burns a lot of gas? Are you choosing to drive to your... Uh, Uh, locations rather than walking or biking or taking the bus. So I think it is a political football, as they often say. Uh, People really get up in arms about gas prices. I mean, we are a, um, you know, oil rich nation uh, and gas gas prices are very important to us. Uh, So it's not even from the the point of view of what you put into your tank. It's also the jobs that are created in the oil and gas sector. I absolutely think it's going to be uh, something that's discussed, especially if tomorrow's numbers show that gas price. I believe last month it was 39 percent year over year in the 30s. Anyways, Um, if it's even higher than that, that's absolutely going to be something to talk about, but I'm not really sure what the provincial government can do uh, to bring, bring gas prices down outside of maybe lowering some taxes. Mm-hmm. And of course, the provincial government, it's not only uh, gas is a Rabina, but we're also, or gas prices, sorry, uh, we're also talking about things like uh, food bills, grocery stores. We, we've talked about that in the past, uh, affordable housing and housing prices as well. And I hear what you're saying that uh, the provincial government can maybe only do so much. But having said that, when we're in the midst of an election and people are being pushed further and further to the limit and having to stretch their uh, dollar further and further, you have to think that uh, regardless of what or what not a provincial government can do, that this is going to become a bigger and bigger issue as we get closer and closer to Election Day. 
Affordability is the biggest talking point. It was during the federal election. It absolutely will be during the provincial election. I think any elections across Canada in the next year or so are going to talk about affordability because, um, and, you know, the average uh, average price in Toronto to buy a detached home is coming close to two million dollars. Uh, you can no longer, uh, on a you know on a on an average salary, afford to buy a suburban home, which wasn't the case 10, 15 years ago. But it's really important to understand that what's driving these prices has less to do with political intervention and more to do with the pandemic, low interest rates, uh, supply chain issues. These are the real drivers of cost. And one way that we can take the edge off, so to speak, is to raise wages because wages for the last 10 years were stagnant. Only in the last two years have we seen wages rise faster than the, uh, faster than that average one or two percent, three and a half percent. They rose year over year uh, during for the last uh, for the last numbers that were released. And so really, the pressure needs to be put on federally federally regulated companies, uh, small business, not small, not small businesses, uh, big corporations uh, to raise wages of the people that work for them. Them, especially if they've made big profits during the pandemic, um, in order for them to be able to afford to live in the cities that they operate. I think that's the that's where the focus should be. The focus should know, not really be on how can we get gas prices down because it's a global phenomenon. It's not something really Canada or Ontario can do. All right. Well, gas prices may be on the rise still. They are up. Your food bill is probably up as well. But what is actually starting to come down, at least a little bit, is the price of a home. We got to some uh, new figures out to yesterday, Rabina, the Canadian home prices actually fell in the month of April and they're down now for two consecutive months. Yeah, 6% last month. The uh, average home price in Canada right now is still a whopping $746,000. And really what's happened was, uh, you know, towards the middle of the pandemic, so about six months in, uh, with interest rates being at rock bottom, people started reimagining their lives. They started thinking, you know, they want to move to a place with a little bit more room or they want to move to a place that works better if they're all working from home. And so that really put a lot of push onto, uh, put, put a lot of pressure onto the housing market. And we saw in some cases prices rise. You know, for example, in 2021, uh, prices rose 26% uh, during the year. That That's remarkable considering uh, real estate prices normally rise on average about 6%. Um, so part of it is that, you know, there's only so high prices can go. There comes a point where uh, it's not affordable. And the other is interest rates have gone up. Uh, we've seen two hikes by the Bank of Canada, one by 25 basis points, one by 50 basis points. So you can no longer walk in and get that rock bottom rate where you're paying uh, you know, the, the least possible amount of money for that huge loan. Uh, you will have to cough up more. And so that's creating a little bit of pressure on prices. And that's why we're seeing them come down that 6% uh, just in one month. Yeah, home prices fall 6%. Home sales fell 12% uh, from March. So does this prove that uh, the interest rate hike, it's having the intended effect when it comes to cooling off the housing market? And if so, what, if anything, do you think, Rubina, this means for possible further interest rate hikes uh, throughout the rest of this year? So I think there was a run up because everyone expected the Bank of Canada to raise rates, that, especially that first time by 25 basis points. So I think there was a lot of sort of uh, surge uh, at the beginning of the year. And normally you don't see a lot of home sales in January and February. So I think that had partially, so people who have, were in the market for a home have already purchased one, they've already moved into it, or they're in the process of moving into it, waiting for their closing date. So I think that had part to do with it. 
And then as interest rates, they've had those two hikes, people are reorganizing their finances, thinking, can I still afford the mortgage that I've qualified for? Can I still afford this mortgage long term, which is actually quite the financially responsible thing to do. Uh, But it is spring. This is the real estate season. I don't see that uh, home prices are going to slow down considerably. Uh, But definitely, you know, because we've had these record breaking numbers uh, when it comes to sale prices and sales, uh, it's just coming down from record numbers it's not necessarily down when you look at it average you know for years and years and years historically how many homes sell during this time all right Rabina, appreciate it as always thank you so much for this thanks so much for having me you bet financial expert Rabina ahmed hawk and we are back after a quick break here on the jeff MacArthur show stay with us